Hello and welcome to Q&A Quest episode 71. I am your host, Mike Apps, aka Wheels, and with me as always... It's Yakuza 6 Eve, everybody! Party! Come on, someone else care. Please, I beg of you. I'm getting two shot glasses. Everybody can salute Kazuma Kiryu a uh, fond farewell, because this is his final game. Oh. They keep saying it's his final game, and I'll believe them when it's done. I'd like to see whatever well, the hell they plan for this it's, new it's, guy. It's, it's, he'll probably keep showing up just because fans will want him to show up, but it's not going to be his game anymore. Yeah, they showed Kasuga Ichiban a while ago, and I'd like to see where his games go. Alright, alright, hold your yak as a talk. <laughs> Never. And, the yak, the yakking. and with us from Japan, possibly still always, maybe... We'll see. Always, sometimes, Gaijin. So, yes, Michael Baker... Feels weird writing a review for a game that came out, like, that I reviewed nearly a month from, like, its release date. (laughs) And waiting weeks on it, it's like, I played this game already. (laughs) No more Yakuza discussion. Let Michael finish. Yes. Yeah, imagine how it feels for me to watch people reviewing games I played a year or two or three ago. (laughs) Makes me it's made me makes me wonder why publishers um, put um, embargoes on games that have been out in other countries. I know. I mean, there are a few cases where I reviewed a game because we seriously did not think it was ever going to leave Japan, and then it did. Like the Legend of Legacy. <laughs> well, let's. Well, no, that one was me thinking it's probably going to. Co- let's really, really hope it comes over. I'm just going to beat wheels to it first. <laughs> uh, beat that <laughs> rolling buffoon to the punch. Yeah. Um, Oh, just because I was so excited about it. No, I was thinking Project Cross Zone. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that one and um, actually Fantasy Life, because it had been like two or three years in Japan when I reviewed it and no sign of an English release. So I just reviewed it, and then a year later, or less than a year later, it was out in America. Mm. Now, I bought it. <laughs> I brought that cross game, and then I heard bad things about it. I was like, I wasted money. I'm selling this back to GameStop immediately. <laughs> what, I didn't Project even play Crossbone? it. Yeah. No, not Project Crossbone. Uh, that uh, that one crossover game, strategy RPG for the PS3, that came oh, out before. Cross Edge. That's oh, a really bad that, game. Oh, my. Oh, that, yeah, yeah. that one's feculent. That one's really bad. That... don't. So I've got Trinity Universe. Is that a better game somehow? No, it's somehow worse because it's also ugly, ugly early PS3 3D. Yeah. Oh man. Well, I'll at least play that one. Cross Edge. That that was that was uh, I think possibly my, like my first experience with the Idea Factory because this is I think <laughs> what a start. I think this was before it, okay, I, it, I started it, writing for is, is Chaos RP Gamer. Wars better or worse than the, the either of those? Chaos <laughs> Wars is at least funny. Yeah. But that was before you started the RP game, or wasn't I, it, Wales? Yeah. It rises to mediocrity. Uh, I think I had started playing Disgaea and some other like NIS America games at the time, and I was like, oh, you know, I know this company. This is this surely is good. What could go wrong? Look look at all these cool characters it's got in it, and oh my god. Now I'm just thinking of, oh. I'm, just, I'm just thinking about how since we last recorded NIS America's president stuck his foot in his mouth. Good times. Good times. Oh, yeah. East 8's on PC today, and that's, of course, not good. It's apparently not a good port, but I was thinking more about, like, <laughs> don't don't say... So, instead of porting, they should have just made it from the ground up. That's really what they should have done. 
Well, I mean, like that's maybe just they'll what do that eventually, be, but for right now, you got a broken PC build. <laughs> Guess did you ever introduce yourself? I don't. No, he hasn't yet. No. Okay. Intro. America. Uh, <laughs> I We're so good at talking over each other. Places. And I have my own podcast. Oh man. I've been doing that podcast for like nearly a decade. Oh wow. Impressive. I think we're, we're almost like... to 500. <laughs> I'm so that's when you get rebooted because the Marvel execs think that people won't listen to number 500. <laughs> yeah, we'll just rename ourselves and start from one. Spectacular. <sighs> Web of our old feeds. Sup- Bad archivers, you're not downloading that stuff anymore. Superior Spider-Man, how about that? Peter Parker Spider-Man. Miles Morales? I don't know where you go from RP grinders, though. Dangerous foes of RP grinders. RP miners, because bit mining. Oh, that's Ooh. the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. How are you going to say, Gaijin? What's that? So, everyone's doing it these days. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay, moving on. I'm going to think about something else now. Actually. Should we Should we answer <laughs> these questions? Because we have questions. Maybe eventually. Yes. Sure, let's go. This... This podcast brought to you by questions from Budai. The first of which is Happy Yakuza Eve. Hooray! He, did he post this today? No, he no, no, he did it in anticipation of okay. when we record. So he pay, yes. he pays attention and knows when we record. Okay, sweet. Pretty much, yeah. Happy Yakuza Eve. Hopefully, I can keep my attention enough on Nino Kuni Two and open and not open Yakuza Six until I'm done. Good luck with that. Do you? Feel I have like... to drink shots out of something. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait for those. I I'm gonna go to the liquor store tomorrow just to buy some like high quality <laughs> liquor to drink from those Get shot glasses. Some Get some sake. Oh, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so Shochu can find it. What's what is what's it called? Shochu. Shochu. Oh yeah, Shochu. Uh, do you feel like Square really squandered the idea of a Final Fantasy fighting game when the city was? Uh, first announced, many people thought that's what it would be, but Dissidia turned out to be something like an arena brawler. Who knows? I never played the PS1 fighter that had FF characters in it. I think it only had Air one. guys! God bless Air the guys. ring! Yep. <laughs> uh, I think that only had uh, one Final Fantasy character in it, didn't it? It had one or five. Two? Five? It has Cloud, Yuffie, uh, Vincent, Sephiroth, and Zack of all characters. Okay, that's a thing. It's uh, it's not great, but I have a soft spot for it. It has a uh, roguelike mode for some reason. Oh my god, I forgot about that. <laughs> a lot of like Square has several PS1 fighting games, and all of them have roguelike modes in them for no reason. Toe ball number one. Yeah, toe ball is even worse than the Air Guys one because it's still using toe ball controls, and it's just the most. Unplayable uh, control. It's the best. Uh, <laughs> what about Tobal 2, though? Tobal 2 definitely has one as well, but we didn't get that in the US, so I don't know how that one plays. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't I don't think they squandered it. I think they looked at what Final Fantasy was and decided that, like, if they wanted to actually sell a fighting game to Final Fantasy fans, making it play like a typical fighting game was going to alienate more people than it drew in. Honestly, I don't. I don't think Dissidia is actually that interesting, but like, it does feel like them specifically attempting to read the market. Not necessarily doing it well, but fine. <laughs> yeah, it's. I, I wouldn't describe it as squandering. I do remember We're talking getting, about Dissidia like, on the whole or the new one. 
the city on the whole. I do remember well, that, that, that in the city was more designed for the Japanese arcade style um, consoles, mm-hmm. where very often you would have like matching game machines like back to back and have people literally right there playing each other. Yeah. That kind of game-centric stuff doesn't really fly in the U.S., and it's obviously not a console game. But, but like, I remember even playing Dissidia Duodecum, and just, like, uh, I don't honestly think that's a particularly good fighting game either, but I remember there it certainly had its fans. Like, well, we have around one in, like, the like couple towns over, and it only just got built, like, a couple weeks ago, like, right before Easter, and, um... They they'd been working on it up to that point, and they opened up. But um, that's pretty much every arcade game you could play, including that little Luigi's Mansion sh- shooter. But oh, yeah. like, it even has that uh, uh, Final Fantasy um, theater rhythm arcade game in there. But it does not have Dissidia. Hmm. Wonder how much distribution that has outside Japan. <laughs> but. Uh... Yeah, like, I, I wouldn't really call it squandering. Like, I think that people would probably still continue to play Final Fantasy fighting games every time that they vomit one out, but... I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of Dissidia's formula as it stands. I like uh, it. It just needs more Final Fantasy six characters. Like, nah. all of them. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> Have Mog doing slam dances on... Yes! Yes! <laughs> Too bad. You're gonna get Go-Go and nothing else. I saw those arcade games I didn't know existed, but it could just be like a Wii in a cabinet because I saw like Tatsunoko versus Capcom there. Uh, there's a Triforce that, that was based on the Triforce arcade board, which is basically a GameCube. Ah, uh, no wonder. But uh, yeah, it's the city is yeah whatever. It's there's some valiant effort to try to do something with it, but. I mean, like, I don't think that you can really perfectly translate Final Fantasy into a fighting game, and attempts to do so will always fall short in some capacity. Video games. Probably, you could probably make something out of Final Fantasy XV. Mm. Oh, that's why not. I'm wondering why Square hasn't, seven. I wonder why Square hasn't done a Warrior-style game. FF Muso. Oh, God, no. Yes, <laughs> yes please. But, yeah, there's a, that's why Noctis is in Tekken 7. You can finally fight such other luminaries as Akuma and Geese Howard. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of prefer that to their weird attempts at making fighting games, honestly. Just throw a bunch of Final Fantasy characters in uh, some, other, some, some, some other fighting franchise. I'd like to point out that this is not technically the first time that the, can, that the Tekken-like side canon in Final Fantasy have crossed over, because in the aforesaid Air guys, the the character that the game defaults to when you start playing is named Godhand. But if you read the game's manual, it says that his name is Ken Mishima and implies that he is a distant relative of the Mishima family that centers the Tekken <laughs> story. <laughs> it's a nightmare. <laughs> I and that game has some weird endings. Like one of them says guy eating ramen and it just sits on loop until you hit start. Isn't that Dashery Noba's ending? Dashery Noba is weird because I think he's just supposed to be Antonio Inoki. But. I'm trying to 
think if there's any other characters, it's supposed to be a reference to something in particular. Because, like, that's what's weird is you've got all these FF7 characters. You've got the guy who's a weird sidelong Tekken reference. And then you've got a bunch of characters that are probably references and riffs on other things, but don't seem to have an official connection to anything. It's strange. And not terribly good, but I still enjoy it. Uh, it's the only game where you can have uh, Cloud and Sephiroth settle their differences by dashing along a beach to see who can grab a flag first. Final Fantasy, Dead or Alive, or Dead oh. Extreme. No, no, don't. Uh, let's see. To conclude this question, you can make the case but they it's also all guys. <laughs> I'm sure that there's plenty of audience for that. You could make the case they also mailed in the Final Fantasy Monster Hunter clone. Never played it. I know Wheels disliked it. <laughs> when the idea wouldn't be too bad if they actually put the effort into it. I disliked yeah. it before it was cool. Damn it! <laughs> you disliked it. You disliked it and then bought it anyway. I still no, don't understand. No, 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 no. You, I think you're misremembering the story. Here's here's what happened. Okay. Oh, God. I pre-ordered the game. It yeah. shipped. The yeah. demo came out. I played mm-hmm. the demo and realized what a horrible mistake that I you had made. made a tremendous yes. mistake. Yes. So I didn't find that out until my copy had already shipped, and I did manage to sell it to some poor unfortunate soul. By the way, I just, I just yeah. thought you had bought, played like the Japanese version, realized that sucked, and then pre-ordered the English version anyway. No. Um. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's true. I did pre-order. The <laughs> I'm gonna be in there for Ruid Awakening because I have Type Zero and I still haven't played it. That game sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Bad video game. But yeah, if you're talking about the the American version, yes, I pre-ordered that only for the collector's edition. I don't. I don't trust anybody who, who loves that and absolutely adores 15 but hates 12. I I adore 15 and 12. What are you going to do now? <laughs> well, nothing, because you didn't hate 12. That's fair. I haven't really played so I have no opinion on this. And honestly, fun. this is the kind of a conversation where I'm just going to back away and meld into the <laughs> like Homer Simpson. It just melts into the wall. All right, yeah. let's, let's just move I'm, on. I'm not even going to bother playing 15 until it's done, and it might never be done, so... <laughs> I'd say it's about as done as it's going to get. Everything they've added is just sort of like, a, oh, that's cute, I guess. It's done. <laughs> I have to wait a year at least. It has a... You love endings. Oh, all right. Anyway, let's move on to the next question. Um, because uh, Final Fantasy Explorers is absolute butt. On a side note, I think there might have been some mild confusion on my handheld question. Kaijin said we already talked about this. I wasn't asking about a screenless Switch again. I meant whatever Nintendo comes up with post-Switch, if they could ever go back to a traditional console. I personally don't think they can anymore, which I think David might have understood what I was saying and agreed. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I think we all, regardless of how we interpret it, I think we all agree on that subject. That like, no, you can't put the genie back in the bottle. Yeah. I don't remember any of this because my memory is terrible. Didn't they just patent a multi-layered screen-like thing? They they have they patent a lot of stuff. All three uh, console manufacturers have patented a lo- patented a lot of things that have never come to fruition. I still my favorite to bring up is that like in the PS3 era, Sony patented a foldable controller. That would have been interesting. I have no guesses as to what functionality that would contain, but it was one of those things that's just like what a strange patent. <laughs> 
It's better than Nintendo patent as much things as they can so trolls can't get to them. That's generally what a lot of these companies do. It's just like any time they see it, they come up with a technology. Even if they have no idea how they would use it, it's just patent it now. It's better to, you know, have it on the record. We made up. We came up with this. We have an idea. It's in R&D. Don't try to take it. <laughs> Similar to how... Or, or, or you know, let, let some company try to sue them for infringement. <laughs> Similar to how some movie companies will pretend or try to produce a movie or just say that they are in order to hold on to rights and stuff. Mm. Yeah. Just protectionist. Or my favorite of those is still the uh, Roger Corman Fantastic Four. That is the perfect example of this because it actually got made. Yeah, Most like because they had to produce something. It didn't have to get wide release, but they had to show they'd made a movie. Well, a lot is that of the, times, the newest like, one. No, 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 no. This is back in the '90s. But I mean, a lot oh. of the studios will have an intent to do something or say that they do, and then they won't actually finish it. Roger Corman, the guy, those people actually finished a Final Fantasy or not Final Fantasy, Fantastic Four movie under the impression it might have been a TV pilot instead if it didn't get a full release, and then they didn't do anything with it. <laughs> yeah. Like, the, the the nature of the contract said they had to produce a completed product. <laughs> yep. And the thing is, I mean, by all accounts, it, it is a Roger Corman movie. It is remarkably low budget. It is also remarkably better than the previous two fa- Fantastic Four movies. It's, it's, <laughs> it's better than all of the Fantastic Four movies we've gotten so far other than it, which is truly magical. It's yeah. kind of like why there's been, like, two shitty Contra games in the last, like, five years. I think that's a little different, but now I'm just thinking about, uh, oh, what was it? My personal, now I'm just thinking about how much I enjoy 60s Fantastic Four. The, uh, the not 60s, the 70s cartoon, where they'll occasionally just face, face off with Magneto because there was no uh, X-Men cartoon for him to wander into. <laughs> and that, it, it's the single best ending to any Magneto story because it ends with Magneto thinking he's lost his powers because Mr. Fantastic makes a frickin' wooden gun. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a clip of that, like, a clip show version of that episode. It was hilarious. It's just amazing, because, like, he just spends the... Like, he's told that it's a wooden gun, and he still doesn't do anything. He just stands there for the rest of the episode saying, A wooden gun! I like just how ugly he looks, too. Everyone in that cartoon looks hideous. It's a beautiful disaster. (laughs) If you ever want to watch some bad cartoons... He's basically a big block of meat. If you ever want to watch some bad cartoons, 70s Fantastic Four is magical. Most American cartoons from that time period are... It's also like... Let's not not put an adjective to it. Let's just say, okay, yes. Yeah. Okay. I'll say Super Friends looks better than what I'll say. (laughs) Challenge of the Super Friends. Uh, Let's see... But yeah, I don't. I don't think that uh, there's much more meat on the bones of. Yeah, we we can all agree that this uh, any any attempt to put the switch genie back in the bottle would just lead to two unsuccessful systems. So, uh, what do you think of a Simpsons RPG? Homer could eat donuts as self heal. Maybe have a beer drinking mm, mechanic. Donuts. Well, I would like some donuts, but that's a little different. Uh, Lisa could play saxophone for skills. Lots of different characters they could potentially use. Like, I don't think there's limitations to the IP. I think that The Simpsons inherently does not lend itself to long-form stories. <laughs> for but, a status ailment, I'd I put diabetes in there, just like uh, Barkley shot at Jam Gaiden. Oh, <laughs> I mean, you, you could do something like 
just take the old Simpsons arcade game and say, who cares if the story makes sense and just alter that into an RPG Barfoot Shut Up and Jam Gaiden style. Oh, man. That, that, that would be crazy. <laughs> well, the best part about the, the, the arcade game is just that it's all season one references, so everything looks very strange. And it also has a reference <laughs> to like the cut idea that like Matt Groening like kicked around where like Marge would turn out to be to secretly be one of the rabbits from Life in Hell. Mm. Or just yeah. make a Treehouse of Doom special and turn use that as the RPG. Yeah. Well, Treehouse of Horror would be a logical place to start. Yeah. Treehouse you could do that and I mean they've done a lot of other like Treehouse of Horror ish have... episodes at this point that they, you could really do whatever well, you want. Treehouse of Horror doesn't even make it. I mean, Treehouse of Horror at this point doesn't even confine itself to horror themes. It's true. Yeah. I mean, basically, if you could manage a South Park RPG, you could probably manage a Simpsons one. Yeah. You would just have to get creative at times. Which would be ideal in any case. So. Yeah, I mean, more creative than the series has gotten in its whatever year this is. I believe we are on the 29th or 30th season. Can't remember. Yeah, I think 29th, 29th yeah. Yeah, it's renewed through 30, I think. Yeah. That's like a that's like that's like nineteen seasons too much maybe. <laughs> it's, about, yeah. it's been about somebody six different shows at this stage. I, I did need they need some new blood on that show and I think they could probably do something interesting. But it's been like the same be, staff for way too long. To shoot I, I think it would be healthy if they just essentially like threw out the writers' room, discard and draw the writers' room and like Al Jean has been executive producer for sixteen consecutive yeah, that's seasons. Way too long. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, but yeah, I'd, I'd be interested in seeing a. Uh, I, I there are definitely ways you could do this. I'm not sure that the result would be worth it, but like at this point, they don't even make Simpsons video games anymore. Like the idea of like a big budget licensed game based off of anything really is pretty rare nowadays. Yeah, like yeah. they become mobile apps now. Uh, they still happen in Japan from time to time. Just mm. because a lot of anime does still lend itself well to game adaptation. Yeah, I guess uh, for Western properties, at the very least, it's yeah. kind of a rare thing. Unless it's Lord of the Rings. And yeah, Star- but even that's long ago at this stage. So. The Simpsons movie on the DS was a strange beast. It's a passable platformer. It's better than you'd expect based on the description. <laughs> Simpsons movie game based on Simpsons better, movie game on the it's DS. It's better than the console version. Well, it starts with you much. as Homer jumping through the land of chocolate, so it's good. Mm, chocolate. Uh. Chocolate donuts. Um, but yeah, it's. I'd, I'd be. I kind of. There's a part of me that is nostalgic for, like, every movie having a bad associated licensed game. Like. I, I miss the period where it didn't matter. Like, I'm sure all of these have terrible associated licensed apps. But uh, I missed the period where it didn't matter how little sense it made to turn this into a video game. You're going to do it anyway, and you're going to do it regardless, uh, like, in six months or you're fired. <laughs> like Wolverine, where um, we can't make and him, like, invulnerable, so we have to like, make him get hit, die in a couple hits. Oh, God. I remember every the... time you play, you're close to lose <laughs> I think that's the last... Uh... X-Men licensed game in terms of the movies is X-Men Origins Wolverine where they made a God of War clone. Uh, I was talking about the NES one. Oh yeah, the NES LJN one's a travesty. Um, 
they're just so mad. They, these used to be so common. I'm very sad now. Perhaps, perhaps uh, Square and IDOS Montreal can pick up the pace with the whatever Avengers game they're still currently making. Yeah, you may forget they're working the on that. By way forward. Uh, I think the last one that they, the last one way forward made was the Thor God of Thunder for yeah. Was that any good? I'm given to understand it was pretty good. Yeah, that was around the time they made a Brave and the Bold. I, I don't think I don't think they made the Wii version. They just they made at least one of them. But yeah, I think that was around the time they made uh, Batman Brave and the Bold in terms of things in wheels and wheelhouse. That show okay. is so weird. I love it. I absolutely <laughs> adore that show. I just remembered. I like it better than the original animated series. I think. Batman I Brave and the Bold. That. Uh, I never, I never had a chance to see that one. It's I really just, good. It's really the, good. The gimmick in that one is that every time Batman teams up with another DC hero, generally an obscure one. Mm-hmm. So you get episodes where he teams up with like Plastic Man or Red Tornado or something like that. So we get to see the we get some deep cuts out of the DC um, line. Yeah, I get the sense that it was meant to introduce kids to things that like they, characters they wouldn't already know. But it, it, it's neat. It works. <laughs> it works. <laughs> I can attest to that. Is it, isn't the game kind of like Pokemon too, where you just collect superheroes and then you can choose to pet Lay as that character and whenever? No. Uh, no. 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 That should have been the case. Yeah, that would have been cool. No, it's just kind of a, a brawler. Although, and from what I've heard, a pretty decent one. It's it's a really good one, and you can, like, you unlock some of the characters, and then you can, like, summon them as, like, a helper, briefly. Mm. But like, I played the can... Wii version, and it's like, why do I have to use the stupid nunchuck and Wiimote? Why can't I use a pro controller? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they did that. Because the game is for child. Beat me. Because it's on the Wii and they have to justify something. Yeah. Well, they have to have a control scheme that uses the Wii remote and or nunchuck, but they, like, it, I think they didn't bother making another one because it was just like, well, it's a game for kids, whatever. <laughs> They're not going to own a pro controller. There was an unfortunate number you of... I really hate when I have to use analog for, for, for 2D movement. Yeah. What were you saying? Say just like there is a an unfortunate number of DS games that just had to have just touch controls. Oh god! Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't even remind me of the Family Hour Ross and Spirit Tracks. I hate those games. I'm thinking about like going back to this question. I'm thinking about like RPG adaptations of other properties that aren't inherently obviously RPG like ideas. And I'm thinking about how many Dragon Ball Z. RPGs there are, and how many, and how like 95% of them are card games for some reason. <laughs> yeah, There's I mean, a lot of them. Uh, There's so are many. they? Card well, games, I mean, you yeah. say? Not, not literally card games, but they use the, that kind of mechanic. Mm. Yeah, you have a deck that like determines what actions you can take. Mm. So, plan to eliminate the guy um, Sans that uh, super, po- super Goku Den. And let's see, um, the Super Dragon Ball RPG, which is like the worst music in the world. <laughs> there's a lot of these. Like, there's at least four on the NES. There's another on the Super NES. There's a few on the Game Boy and Game Boy Color. Uh, I think there's at least like a Game Boy Advance and DS one as well. There's a lot of these. Yeah, Harkonaro Densetsu is for the like, DS. 
that got all localized along with along with legendary super warriors, which is inexplicable. My favorite thing is I think I don't even remember if they changed the name of Harapanaru Densetsu. <laughs> no, they didn't. That was it, they totally released it like that. And it's just like you released that in English and wondered why it was the worst selling Dragon Ball game. You called it Harokanaru Densetsu. No one knows what that means. Harokanaru Densetsu. I, I can't hear I'm the word. trying to pre-order that game. I canceled it, by the way. But uh, what were you saying? Oh, sorry, I can't sorry, hear. The... I remember. Oh, sorry. Oh, who's talking? Eric first, then Gaijin. Okay. I remember pre-ordering that game, which I eventually canceled. But uh, the they told me it was in went through GameStop, and it was Eris, and they couldn't pronounce it to save their life. That's not surprising. Eric Canaru. <laughs> Even what were you saying, Gaijin? I was just commenting on how on the title because I can't hear the phrase Hyrokanader without thinking of a particular song from Final Fantasy V. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, which was translated as Home Sweet Home on the soundtrack. Hmm. Okay, I think I know what track you're talking about now. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, it was the music box track. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch of those. Also, there's a bunch of Fist of the North Star games that use the exact same mechanic, and it's just like, that is the least Fist of the North Star thing you can imagine. I, this was just like, I, I feel like all of these are probably like farmed out to Tosei, and I feel like when they were told, make an RPG and base it on this shonen manga, for a very long time, the response was, okay, we've got this set of card mechanics that functions and can be slapped on essentially anything, so that's what we're doing. Yeah, that would probably be the other reason why it's so common. It's just very versatile. Yeah. You can you have these mechanics that have been used in the past, and you can put them on something else. And Like, they don't fit anything particularly well, but they don't look any more out of place anywhere else. <laughs> but yeah, and I think the last time they did a Dragon Ball RPG was uh, they contrasted it out to Monolith Soft. Hmm. Which was uh, Dragon Ball Z Attack of the Saiyans for uh, the DS. Yeah, and even that, even even that gets no RPGs now, unless you're counting Xenoverse, which you probably shouldn't, but it's got RPG in it. <laughs> what about that tactical RPG oh, thing fusions. for? Yeah, fusions. That's a strategy RPG, so that counts. Is that any good? Uh, I've heard mixed things. I'm interested in it because it gave them a lot of excuse. Like, a lot of Dragon Ball side material at this stage exists to essentially make official versions of every fan idea ever. <laughs> so, like, there's the there's again a card game. There's uh, the card game Dragon Ball Heroes in Japanese arcades. That's just like every few months it puts out like, oh, here's what Super Saiyan 4 Bardock looks like, and it's just like, no one asked for this, but like I'm sure you could find fan art of it. Yeah. I mean, that's... The only the one thing that kind of bothers me about it... Gaijin first, then Eric. Is, uh... <laughs> all right. I mean, that, that's pretty much the entire for existence on these games, is it's what the fans want. Yeah. Okay. yeah so. That's Dragon Ball Heroes. But what were you saying, Eric? Now, the only thing that bothers me about fusions is um, Namco's ridiculous <laughs> removal of sword-based weapons with wood swords. Hmm. Okay, wouldn't have expected that. It's I like, do appreciate. Okay. Oh, it's rated T. It's like it's like 
a tea game should have swords in it, but they wanted to make it for kids for some reason. Hmm. Well, the best thing about fusions is that it offers the thrilling experience to understand what, uh, to see what happens when you fuse regular timeline trunks with alternate timeline trunks. (laughs) (laughs) Fusions really went off the wall with like, well, you know, we can just have an official version of what it looks like when any two random characters fuse. Even characters that aren't really Dragon Ball characters. You can throw in like a rail from Dr. Slump in there. A Raleigh. <laughs> yeah, Arale is in there for some reason. She's a robot. Okay. And that didn't stop them. That would make her, o- her. make her OP and unstoppable because she's a gag character and gag characters are invincible. She's they a gag gave her a few. She literally punches the ground and cracks the planet in half and then they have to put a band aid on it. They gave her a fusion with Android 18 because robots. <laughs> but Android 18 is a, an artificial human, so she's actually yeah. biologically organic. Yeah. Arale yeah, I don't is... think they were thinking that hard about it. <laughs> yeah. Arale is, like, purely mechanical. <laughs> yeah. Don't think about it. They just wanted an excuse to drag in Arale. Yeah, yeah. I, I never understood why they called them androids when they are cyborgs. Or at least the, the two are. Well, uh, the, the Japanese term was Jinzo Ningen, which is literally artificial human. Yeah. And so yeah. android was probably the best guess translation that somebody came up with. During the during the scripting phase of the manga, and since Android sounds really cool in Japanese, they just mm. use that. Mm. There's also the issue that it has to encompass a lot of things because there's it like they the numbering scheme in both uses like includes things that are just oh, strictly circuits. Oh, it's true. Like the first like the first seven androids in the sequence were like purely robots apparently, and then the number eight was that Frankenstein guy. Dragon Ball, the original series. Yeah. So, so there was there was and, no and getting around it. supposed to be like zero, and yep. he's like a biological creature mostly. Yeah. Yeah. But it was there was no getting around it. Like Gene Zoningen has enough ambiguity in it that it can be used for multiple things, but there's no English construction that sounds yep. right that will do that. Yeah. So for reference, Gene Zoningen would also include the homunculi from Full Metal Alchemist. Hmm. This does remind me of my personal favorite Japanese neologism, Shinzo Ningen from Kashan. <laughs> oh, no. Which usually I think it's translated as neo-human or something. <laughs> That's a really, really strange thing when I was I kind of want to watch Kashan, but I think I should just watch Kashan and Sins instead. Mm, I've watched both. Like, Sins is really, like, self-serious in a way that gets dull after a while. But... Ca- original Kashan is at least very strange all the way through. 70s Tatsunoko is un- like in turns relentlessly strange and unrelentingly violent. Uh, yeah, that's that's getting far afield. So it's Kashan game cowards. <laughs> yeah, it's it's from the same era of like, well, kid shows can also be bizarrely violent at times. <laughs> but yeah, uh, like. I, I should. We should. We should move on. In conclusion, right. go ahead and license Cash on to be in a Mega Man game, you cowards. Uh, <laughs> when Astro Boy and Cash on do the fusion dance, they get uh, you get Mega Man. Uh, okay, moving to the next question. Unless anyone has anything else they want to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Do you hold any faith in the theory that since Persona 3 assets are getting remade for Persona 3 Dancing's Moon Knight, that they may try to remake Persona 3? I'm sure most would take Persona 6, but would you be disappointed? I sincerely doubt that any team they would have working on a Persona 3 remake would be the primary Persona team. At the same time, I'm also thinking this is like looking at um, the... uh, Oh, I just forgot that. The Final Fantasy Theatrhythm games and thinking... Oh, wow, look, that's how they're going to be remaking Final Fantasy VII. I would play that version of the VII, to be fair. Honestly, honestly, that would be kind of fun, because they do have all of the characters and the high-wind airship. They're they're adorable little Muppets. uh, Yes. And I think that if they they did actually go that route for the Final Fantasy VII remake, they might find that the entire American fandom has declared war on Japan. Yeah, probably. Although it would finally give Nomura the chance to make the musical RPG that he seems to want to make, so go for it, dude. Go for it. I love, I love when Nomura gets to go. Oh, did you guys? Okay, I'm, I'm sidebar to talk about. Did anyone else see the new Kingdom Hearts three trailer? There's no. a new one. There's a new one, but it's not of the main game. Yeah, it's of these Game and Watch style mini games. What? Are like... Which is weird. Cause like, which is it's such a tease? Because like Game Watch is Nintendo, and they're not making a Switch version of this game. So that why? <laughs> but uh, like, I just love it because they're really adorable looking. It's just like, oh, here's a bunch of little LCD style games of like Mickey and Sora like doing straight up Game and Watch style activities. It's their tired. It's it's a reminder that people making Kingdom Hearts, despite knowing that the story will be written for teenagers, are aware that uh, people enjoy seeing the games just have cute, silly side content. So it was, it's a, it's a good trailer. Go look it up. Sweet. Yeah. I would, that's that's really adorable looking. I forgot to mention. Uh, I was gonna say, uh, Persona Three has already been remade. Uh, not Atlas has actually expressed dissatisfaction with that remake, but really. Yeah, they didn't like the compromises they uh, had to make portable. to the yeah portable. They didn't like the compromises yeah, the, they had to make. A remake that like utilizes all the content for Fizz and that would be better. But that also would mean that they would have to like one one thing that shoots the hole in that idea is that they evidently have not made the female protagonist, and that involves an entire another set of character models and such. Yeah, pretty pretty significant set of content, which is what made the the girl side of that game actually really good but yeah I, i've they they might tease at it i don't think that there's enough here to say that they'll do it but like these models are probably of enough quality that they could if they really wanted to but don't really see it personally uh and for a quick last question from our good friend budai do you remember how you felt when you found out that FF4 and 6 were not 2 and 3, and how uh, how did you feel? David may be too young to have uh, been shocked by this. Uh, actually, I was I was shocked in a different fashion, but I'll let them answer first. I was more angry, because I was like, why didn't we get these other two? <laughs> that these well, other three. Three. Oh yeah, that's, that's right. Like, we like, almost okay. got five. <laughs> Gretchen? I thought, okay, kind of cool, and however, the little magazine article I read it in was not very well sourced or written or thought through or anything, and so it made it sound like it that there had been six on the Nintendo Entertainment System, and so so for a moment, I was like, does that mean Final Fantasy III is actually Final Fantasy IX or something? 
<laughs> I figured it out soon enough, and I was like, okay, cool. Look yeah. them up later. Yeah. Wills? Uh, I remember seeing it in a magazine somewhere, and I would—I believe it was around the time when um, Final Fantasy VII was coming out. That was so one that was really kind of... started to become like information yeah. people in the West knew. So it was at that point where it's like, well, there are three Final Fantasy games that I absolutely must play now, and that eventually led me to messing around with emulators. That's it. That's Although a in hindsight, I, I kind of wish I'd never played two. <laughs> I love Final Fantasy two for being an, a beautiful, odd duck, ugly duckling that tried very hard to innovate. <laughs> but uh, I guess, Eric, did, did you... Uh, have a personal for memory of this revelation? Mm, not really. I'm just like, oh, so those were things that happened. <laughs> I remember the only Final Fantasy game that I had had on our Super Nintendo was Mystic Quest. And then I saw that there was a seven. And all I could think was like, aren't there six others of these that <laughs> have numbers? Are there? I don't understand. Like, because again, you know, I, I had Mystic Quest. I knew Final Fantasy to some extent, but I, like the rental stores around my place didn't have Final Fantasy two or three. Like NES games had been unstocked by this point, so it was just like uh, I don't know what's going on here. Are there, are there six of these, or did they just think seven was a cool? No- oh, here's an anthology of five and six. I guess there are a bunch of these I haven't played. <laughs> This is, uh, of course, condensing several years, but yes. And that's my story. <laughs> In conclusion, Mystic Quest is better than people give it credit for. Awesome soundtrack, too. Beautiful soundtrack. And hey, it's uh, it's got one of my favorite uh, overflow bugs. Oh, which one is that? Uh, the there's There's two instances of possible overflow, apparently. The main character's magic... Like magic stat is high enough that if he tries to heal the final boss, it'll overflow and start doing damage. Yep. <laughs> but the the side character that goes with you's magic stat is high enough that it'll overflow twice and heal him anyway. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is uh, impressive levels of overflow at that point. <laughs> I always thought it was because he was an undead creature. Yeah, that seems like what it should be, but it doesn't work with both of them, which reveals it to be the bug that it is. This would explain why the Ray, the raise life spell doesn't always insta kill the final boss. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mystic Quest is uh, probably the the most fun insult you'll ever play, at the very least. So. <laughs> There's that. But uh, yeah, we've speed run all the questions. <laughs> Sweet. Now I can talk about Yakuza. Oh. Nothing left. Nope. This is all the this is all the questions we got this week. Uh. So oh, in conclusion, I can tell you I'm, how awful the witch in the hydrant. Ain't. Sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. Uh, I can tell you how awful the witch in the hydrant two is compared to the first game. I like I'm barely <laughs> cognizant of it. <laughs> what? I'm barely cognizant. Yeah, it's worse. Like, cause like. It's technically an improvement, but since the story is less interesting and so is the level design, um, it just goes drops way down because of that. Oh boy! And you have, then you have 
gigantic ravens that are that talk like humans, but unfortunately, they decided in, in, in their infinite wisdom to make this character an Okama, and that's bad one, bad stereotypical representation of a Okama as well. <sighs> but that's not that's like the least of the of the story's problems. The biggest mm. problem with the story is that the character there's like zero character development. And the story doesn't go anywhere. Well, oh, it sounds like a miserable experience. Ugh. I mean, uh, at least Mattia was insufferably evil, and seeing how far she could get before she ultimately paid the price for being evil <laughs> was interesting. It was something she to hang did have on. some character development. She, and she slowly became more human and not less awful as the time went on, too. I've made the executive decision to talk a little bit about some of the new stories that have also happened recently because I find them interesting and we've got a bit of time. <laughs> Anyone okay with that? Sure. Mm. I just wanted to rant about the fact that uh, Fantasy Star on your Switch, Sega Ages, coming to Switch. Ooh. And a new Soccer Awards, somehow. Impossible Saturn and Dreamcast titles. Get that Skies of Arcadia on your Switch. Uh... But yeah, no, I'm also just baffled at the fact that there that Sega is saying there will be a new Soccer Awards, like a new numbered Soccer Awards. What if it played like Valkyria Chronicles? Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. Valkyria plays pretty well. It wouldn't play very similar to Soccer Awards, but... <laughs> I mean, Soccer Awards was already kind of defined by it's part visual novel, it's part strategy RPG. Doesn't matter what kind. <laughs> The last Sakura Wars game was actually a dungeon crawl, like Chinsoft-style game. Hmm. And this thing, huh. Yes. Is that a mobile not, game? It was a DS game. I've never heard of Sakura Wars Mystery Dungeon. That's crazy. No. I just remember playing the one that Nis America decided to localize, and it was just like, this is very strange. I'm not sure what's, what's going on here. Are there any but, fan uh, translations available for any of those? I don't believe any of them have ever been fan translated. You're working. You're working with Saturn. Of... You're working with Saturn code for half of them, and yeah, I think the Shining Force ones are done. But that's like yeah. It. Well, Shining Force had a pre-established U.S. fan base, so there and a a unresolved cliffhanger guiding them. So that was that would also have made the hacking easier because Shining Force uh, three scenarios two and three would have had to have some been programmed with some understanding that English language be in, would be inserted to them at some stage. See, the interesting thing about Shining Force 3 is that the Japanese save data is compatible with your US save data. Yeah, it'll even it'll even like use English names, so like they that game was designed with the understanding that at some stage English would be inserted into it and that makes a world of difference for how much work you're going to be spending hacking it. But, yeah, Soccer Wars, no such luck. I think there was at one point a third party interested in trying to bring over the PSP port of Soccer Wars 1, and as you understand by the fact that that never came out, it didn't happen. <laughs> uh, maybe you could blame Sony for that one. <laughs> uh, it wouldn't surprise me that much. It's hard to say. I think Sega was also pretty protective of the IP, because at the time it was still not considered dead. I would imagine Soccer Wars 5 didn't do too well in Japan. Just by virtue of the fact that they didn't, that the IP kind of went into stasis for a while after it. I do applaud NISA for making the decision to make at least a limited edition of the game 
have two separate script discs. Yeah, that was uh, what a what a strange like what a money losing choice for a game that already lost them a lot of money. But nice, uh, nice attempt to go all out, I guess. I think Sega it, published that game, but like NIS did the localization. No, Sega didn't reason. publish it. I want to say that they that they did make the Wii port in house because the Wii port was new. Uh, yeah, I was, I'd say reasonably well localized, well developed, like reasonably well put together. It's a very strange game, but I mean that was kind of the point. It's weird to see them try to bring that brand back because I guess now would be the time. I'm sure that you can you could find an audience for it. Although I think the period piece thing might undercut it, at least in the U.S. Because that's one of the five million things that's weird about Sakura Wars is that, like, oh, like, the first one takes place in, like, the late 1800s, I want to say? Well, this new one takes place in essentially the 80s, because it's, like, 1979. Huh, that's, that's a huge time jump, because the last one, the the latest one on the timeline that I'm aware of takes place in, like, the 20s. Hmm. Hmm. Now that's interesting. Sega Sega's going all out on trying to win people's love back for some reason. So maybe they can give me Hokuto Gagotoku in the US soon as well. <laughs> I always bring it back to Yakuza. Song of Life, available in stores now. Best sad dad game of the year. I don't care or about al- your gods of war. Or alternatively Fist in the North Star. <laughs> it's all good. Again. Again, best sad dad game of the year. <laughs> I don't care about your gods of war. I don't know. I've heard it's pretty good. Yes, but people say that about all of them, and they're all bad. So okay. I'm probably gonna <laughs> buy it as like an expensive rental so I could do a review for it. Which Cause... God of War? Or Yakuza. You already did Yakuza, so it must be God of War that you're talking about. Yes. Because like, well, let me know what you think. <laughs> contacting Sony has always proved use- useful. Oh yeah, I should. That that reminds me that I I guess I will also ramble a bit because it's been on my mind uh, about the NISA president sticking his foot in his mouth in an interview that probably shouldn't have gone on the record. Oh Whoops. dear, what happened? So he was talking to some site and basically talked about why the uh, why SNK heroines tag battle, the new like weird SNK side game is a is only available physically on Switch in the US. And he uh-huh. basically said uh, so we were going to do uh, only the PS4 version was available in the US uh, was available physically in the US but we had a lot of trouble getting in contact with Sony but it was very easy like Nintendo was very welcoming we found we have found that like Sony does not want to talk to any publisher that isn't a big Japanese publisher so but uh, <laughs> but the Nintendo was more than willing to work with us so we ended up making a deal to make this uh the, to make the physical version Switch exclusive in the West, and it was just like, wow, maybe don't say that in front of people. Sony got real pissed at them, and he suddenly Sony's say, essentially like what Microsoft is to indie developers. But suddenly he goes back. He suddenly has to go back and to anyone who will listen say that that entire story was fabricated, and he didn't mean any of it. <laughs> Oops. Whoops. So yeah, that's uh, that's. Bad PR blunder number like five for Nisa in the past six months. <laughs> what was the other one? Oh, never mind. Uh, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Everything about it. <laughs> yep. 
But yeah, that felt like I, since I mentioned that earlier, I felt I should follow up and explain what story I'm talking about for posterity, because <laughs> theoretically someone one, may one day listen to this and not know what that story was. Apparently there, like, some people had issues with Danganronpa V3's localization, but I think Spike Chunsoft actually did the localization. Hmm. I haven't checked. I, it's like, I think they did the localizations for the other two. I, I'm sure they had a bunch, a list of preferred terms for a lot of things, so that probably has something to do with it. I think that's true of a lot of things, where it's like, Japanese developer has a list of, like, these are the terms that are the official English names for these, and that's, <laughs> like, that's what you're using. But, uh, yeah. Sorry, I just wanted to go down the news, because all of those were important. Someone should have asked questions about them, I'm sure. <laughs> also, Switch version of the original Valkyria Chronicles. Sold. Mm. I'll Sold buy it. Today. Yeah, uh, apparently that uh, in Japan, if you buy Valkyria Chronicles 4 on Switch, you get that for like 500 yen. So Ooh, Hopefully we get a similar oh, deal in the US. Oh my god. Oh my god. What am I doing? Oh my god. We forgot the biggest news item of the past week. Okay. Your Watch. Yokai Watch 4. Announced. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yonkai Watch. Yonkai. <laughs> Yonkai watch. Yonkai in Japanese means fourth time. <laughs> I'm not so, sure. I have. I swear I didn't see that pun elsewhere. I'm sure that it exists all over Japan. But oh, I'm sure it does. Yeah. So, wasn't it just last week, Wheels, that you were saying that it had been forever since they had actually made a new one? Yes. 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 It seemed like the there was a, there was a short distance between games one, two, and three, and then. We get two busters that seemed like we were due, and lo and behold, and on the Switch, as expected. Yeah. It seems like they're making it a little bit darker, though, because there's a big tonal shift with the character design. Yeah, this is like uh, how every so often Pokemon makes its protagonists look a little older. Kids still like it. <laughs> yeah, I, th I think like uh, Nate Keita is supposed to be in like, junior high now. Yeah, yeah. Kids I mean, still like playing as older kids. <laughs> I mean, it's level five's usual um, usual plan to do three games in a set and then have a some sort of time break, where it's either the next generation or it's a completely different um, timeline. So yeah, how they did that Inazuma with late in Inazuma Eleven. Yeah, Inazuma Eleven is a perfect example there. Mm. So I wish I could play more of those games in English, but level five seems the same. Uh... Yeah. I'm sure they keep getting released in Europe. So now, if if um, oh, well, at least I can import them with the Switch. Yeah. If Yokai Watch Four is connected to the movie, um, to the stuff from the movie that I I saw in the trailer, then this one may actually be taking place before the original series. Ooh, hmm. interesting. Because there was an implication that the girl who was the main character in the bit of the uh, movie trailer I saw was like a big sister or a like an older relative of the hero from the original game. And that it took place before he got it. He got the watch. So don't don't quote me on this, but that was definitely the impression I got. I believe that comes out this summer, and I will be importing and streaming that. So I'm still waiting for three here. I was like, hmm, I, what are you doing, Nintendo? It, <laughs> unless, that happens, that. unless that happens this fall, it's not happening. Yeah. Like, I, I guess... What I would argue is, unless that is at least announced by fall, it's not happening. 
I could see it being an early 2019 release, but that seems to be where the cutoff for Nintendo at this point. <sighs> but I could also see them seeing the the slight reboot and deciding that that is the one to try to relaunch it in the U.S. I was hoping. Sorry, I, I, I was hoping at least one of the busters would come to the U.S. too. But... That is a landmine. <laughs> a Again. minefield. Again, Project Cross Zone managed, so you never know. Yeah, but they also expected to have to, like that one was also actually licensed, and it, its various license holders were all video game companies. Yep. Even though they were cutting it really close with not Bruce Willis in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they probably should have paid at least some money to the actor who plays Sagata Sanshiro, but they probably didn't. Oh, they may have. We never know. Yeah, I really love that. I really yeah. appreciate that someone got to localize official English dialogue. Maybe that's dialogue why I got to take off the eShop because, like, he just smashed the eShop's <laughs> listing. I love him talking about the Sega Pluto, like the most obscure piece of Sega hardware, aka Neptune. No, no, the Neptune was a different piece of hardware. <laughs> oh, that's right. The Neptune was the. Sega Genesis with a 32X built-in, whereas uh, I believe the Pluto, Pluto was... was Saturn. No, Pluto was... No, wait, I'm, I'm conflating two different stupid pieces of Sega hardware. <laughs> the Pluto was a Saturn... Choose from! The yeah. Pluto... Okay, no, wait, I, I was correct. The Pluto was the Saturn with a modem inside it. Uh-huh. I was conflating it with the one that is a <laughs> that is a Saturn without a disk drive. Hmm. Well, wait, so wait, yeah. I played cartridges then? Yeah, that was back when they had the idea that there was going to be games on cartridges for the Saturn. <laughs> they had a lot of ideas about the Saturn. The Saturn is full. Uh, it's like <laughs> seven... It's a car crash of seven unfinished consoles. <laughs> anyway, I need to be leaving in a few minutes. Or Okay, let's, okay. Right. So let's solve this. Let's just say that it's the day before Metal Mech Xeno Eve for me. Oh, Yay. not fair. <laughs> I do like that it's getting put on the Switch in the US. It is? What? Yes. They, they're, not, they're not even bothering with the Vita. There's like, no port of the Switch. I had not I heard hear, that. I need a source on this because I hella need that. I'm not seeing this. I hope that you end up being right, but I don't see this. I just see a PS4 version. They're not bringing the Vita version over, but that's not that surprising. Uh, I think it was in the press release I got. Hmm. Well, I haven't seen it. I hope you end up being right. <laughs> yes, please. Ja- yes. Japanese audio, English text, PS4 in North America and Europe for 40 bucks. Well, I mean, NIS America hates Sony, so it seems like it makes sense. <laughs> I'd like to, I, I would like to point out that I appreciate the return of a budget a slightly budget price for niche titles that seems to have started to come back in vogue. Yes, yes. Totally agree. Uh, I'm only seeing PlayStation 4 here. Yeah. I hope oh. you end up being right, but... <laughs> I, I remember seeing Switch being listed somewhere. It's possible that it might have been mista- quote-unquote mistakenly listed for Switch in some place, but... Mm. Hopefully. That would be an ideal version for me. Uh, but since Gaijin has to be out, set your clothes out. All right, let's wrap it up. Uh, send us questions to the usual place, forums, Twitter, forums, email. No one sends me email anymore. My email is lonely. Don't worry, uh, I'm sure you're getting plenty uh, of spam. 
and play Alliance Live and send us your Alliance Live experiences, actually. I just got an Ornithopter, and it's pretty sweet. You so, don't get to just advertise Alliance Live. Play Yakuza 6, The Song of Life. It's very good. I played the demo. That part was good. I believe in the rest of it. And then <laughs> while you're not at home, play the Alliance Alive. It's yes, there we go. go. Let's turn this into a book club. When it becomes a book club, we actually just read Gaijin's book. <laughs> I played Detective Bijou. You can also play that too. Oh, also, um, so Wheels, did you ever get the manga Delicious in Dungeon? Because I remember you were thinking about getting that. Uh, I have not yet. It's on my to-do list. I think I have a Barnes and Noble coupon, so I think I will go investigate their manga section. Oh, I just picked up the sixth volume yesterday, or not yesterday, two days ago. It was pretty good. Certainly have to check that out. <laughs> Because it looks, it seems like it's right up my alley for sure. Anyone else closing stuff? Uh, uh, I'm gonna plug myself. Um, you can find different sites I've written for um, reviews on those sites, um, like uh, BostonBashBrigade.com, uh, TotallyGN.com, and VogNetwork.com. Those are the main three I write for. Um, if you like what you see. Um, Feel free to go to my Patreon, Eric Kelly. Just type that in and give me a buck or two. Help us all out. But um, other than that, um, you can find me on social media on Twitter um, at Eric RPG. Don't go to my Facebook feed. I'll probably spout something about religion and then get yelled at by my family. <laughs> Fun times. Happy to know as little about this as possible. Uh, <laughs> I don't have a Facebook. It's fine. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I guess that's uh, that's our sign-off. Yeah. The yeah. mythical short episode. It does happen sometimes. It does. Uh, we will Rare as hen's teeth. We will see you all next week. Peace out. See you, Space Cowboy. Mm-hmm.